Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Every team has their own wrestler. But this is for wrestlers everywhere. Wrestle hard. Welcome to the new and improved Wrestling Mindset Podcast. This is Mindset Mike coming to you from Houston, Texas for our weekly podcast that is officially backed by popular demand. Uh, our podcast will feature top wrestlers and coaches around the world sharing their thoughts on mindset, and all things wrestling related. For those of you who don't know us, Wrestling Mindset is the only wrestling-specific systematic mindset training program anywhere in the world. These next few episodes of our podcast are going to be featuring some of the stars of the 2018 NCAA Wrestling Tournament. Today, I've got two of the wrestlers that really stole the show in Cleveland. Uh, they were among some of the Cinderella stories at the tournament as these particular guys entered the tournament unseated and both finished third. So let's welcome to the podcast, uh, NC State's Tariq Wilson and Kent State's Kyle Cannell. How's it going, guys? It's going well. Good to hear from you. So has, has reality set in yet for how crazy, you know, uh, that tournament was for you guys? Are you, have you kind of like your, your feet hit the ground yet? Um, uh, uh. Uh, it kind of, uh, kind of starting to hit the ground right now. Um, it, yeah, it was, it was crazy, but, uh, it's, it's start it's starting to feel real now that I'm getting home and getting back in the swing of things. Absolutely. Tariq, uh, what about you? I also can agree. Uh, it's set in, uh, I think the third day I got back home, uh, I realized I got to get back to school, uh, just cause place the NCA is still got schoolwork to get ahead in and do well and finish out this semester. It's crazy to think that, you know, as crazy as that weekend was, you guys still had to, going into that week, prepare for exams, get things ready for your classes, and then come home to exams. It's not like those of us that were fans that get to enjoy that whole process in the weekend and then we just go back to work. You guys, you know, you guys can only celebrate that moment for a short period of time, but obviously it was amazing. And 
for those of you that don't know that are tuning in, um, Kyle Cannell was unseated at 197 pounds and finished third, most notably beating number one seed Colin Moore not once, but twice, as well as two other top 10 seeds. Tariq was unseated, beating three out of the top five seeds to take third. And uh, he took the number one seed and eventual champ, Seth Gross, into overtime. So I'm excited to kind of get inside your head's today and here's some of the thoughts going into and during the tournament and also throughout the season so before we get into the tournament and dig a little bit deeper let's get to know you guys a little bit so you know both of you guys correct me if I'm wrong I believe you hail from Ohio Kyle you were a high school state champion Tariq you were a three-time placer and uh, can you both tell us a little bit about your background on and off the mat and why you ended up choosing the two colleges that you did so Kyle I'll let you go first um uh off the mat uh I'm a computer science major. Um, I've always been interested in computers and technology and all that. And and um, my uh, my dream job has been, as a kid, has been to like create video games and all that. And uh, um, coming to or fi- figuring out a college to go to, for me, um, was not necessarily like a, a tough decision uh, when it came down to it. Um, I had a few school- schools in mind. And then I went on went on a couple of visits and, and Kent's the one that stood out to me after all was said and done. Awesome. You know, it's funny. I, I, I talked to Kurt McHenry at the uh, NCAAs and he also wants to design video games for a living. I was asking him, you know, what do you want to do after college? That's the first thing out of his mouth. So it seems like whether this is a, a new ongoing thing for great guys in wrestling, um, you know, or maybe it's just 2018 and I need to play catch up. That seems like a new cool career that a lot of people want to get into. So that's pretty cool. Um, so Tariq, what about you? Uh, off the mat, I am currently studying business administration. Uh, and uh, recruiting wise, uh, there was a different, a lot of schools looking at me. Uh, but eventually I chose NC State because uh, it felt like home. Uh, Plus the weather, that's another thing. It's a major factor. Uh, I love Ohio, but the weather is a little bipolar. Uh, Some (laughs) days it'll be hot uh, two hours into the day. Um, It's freezing, and you don't know how to dress. So came down uh, to the south to get the warm weather. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. So, um, you know, leading up to Cleveland, people may have think that you guys came out of nowhere, but you both actually have had a pretty impressive season and careers thus far at your schools. Kyle, you went two and two in 2016 at the NCAAs. Um, if I'm, you know, reading stats correctly, I think you're overall, you know, you're 78 and 25. Um, now, something that was interesting is you decided not to wrestle last year, but came back this year. Um, so, my question about that is, you know, what was your di- what was the difference in your mindset between 2016 and 2018 at the tournament? And tell us the story behind this unfinished business. Um, t- 2016. Uh, honestly, in 2016, uh, don't get me wrong, I wanted to. Uh, my goal was to all American, but at the same time, it was my first time at, at the big show, and and I was kind of like, kind of like, just glad to be there and glad to be be winning matches there. And, um, I mean, I was, I was pretty satisfied with, with my performance when it was all said and done, just because I was like, Oh, I'm a freshman and all that. And, and, um, but, uh, this year I came, uh, I came for blood. I, I, I knew, I knew what I wanted to do and I knew that I was going to have to, I had a tough, tough route to do it. 
Um, I started off in the pigtails and I was like, honestly, I was pretty, pretty happy with it because I had wrestled the, the waggle before early in the year and he, he text called me and I was like, Oh, I'll get a, I'll get a match match in before, uh, to, to, to warm up because for me, my first match, you know, my slowest. So I was, I was pretty, I was pretty excited with my bracket. Most guys probably in my position, probably would have already already beat themselves or kicked themselves in the butt because they didn't I didn't wrestle a stellar season this year. I had I had uh, te- I think 10 losses before I came in and mm-hmm. and it wasn't like I was losing to top 10 guys each time I lost. So um uh just I just had to I my mentality was just to to folk take one match at a time and and, and eventually I'll get there and that's what happened. Absolutely. Now tell me a little bit about the unfinished business. Um, the unfinished business was just, uh, <laughs> I got, they caught me right off the mat and, and I, I didn't think, think about too much. Like I didn't think I had much time to think about what I was going to say, but, uh, uh, the unfinished business is definitely, um, uh, not meeting my goal the last time, last time around. So when I was, when I did wrestle in 2016, um, I, I fell short of my goal by two matches, uh, the all American goal. So um, my unfinished business was was going and getting that all American all American title because uh, that was just that's just been a goal of mine ever since I've I've gotten to college. So it, it felt great to do that and and then to to go further than than I initially planned to at any moment was was great. Absolutely, and 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 correct me if I'm wrong. You did not wrestle last year, right? Um. Well, the thing is, I I, I kind of started the season. Um, I didn't really practice with practice too much with the team. I had a, I have a broken vertebrae in my lower back, so I wasn't practicing too much. And then I practiced for a couple weeks, wrestled one match in the tournament, defaulted out. It was in December, wrestled heavyweight one match, and then I was done. I did. Then I was. It was totally it. I I actually left the team for a minute for 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 a while, came back, and then left again, and that was it. So, what ultimately was your deciding reason to come back? Um, it was, it was just, uh, I, I had zero intention to come back. I was like, I'm done wrestling. I'm moving on with my life. I'm going to graduate. I'm going to get a job. It's over. But, um, one day I was, I was playing basketball with, with some friends and, and my brother, he's like, Hey, you want to go to this, uh, MMA, MMA, uh, class? It's like the first one's free. And I'm like, uh, I don't really want to go. And then I'm like, you know what? I'll go. So I went and then I was wrestling around, having fun with it. And then, some guy, the guy who runs it, he comes up to me and was saying he saw me at NCAA's in 2016, was wondering what I was doing, and I was like feeling all down, whatever. And but I, I had fun that day, like wrestling around. So I texted my my uh, my associate coach uh, Matt Hill, and, and I said, "Hey, I'm coming to practice tomorrow because they run a club practice." And so he was all pumped up, and and I came back, and and then it just it took a few weeks, and then I. I I was like, hey, what can I do to get back on the team? And it was just like, at that point, it was just clearing a lot of red tape and, and everything. They were they were very open arms with me and glad to have me back. So I was really, really thankful for that. Well, it's awesome. Yeah, it seems like it definitely worked out for everybody there. Um, now, Tariq, um, you were 21-7 and seven last year as a redshirt. You know, that's a, that's a strong start for anybody's college career, placing UWWs. And, uh, you know, knocked off a few big opponents this year, like Jack Mueller, what was your mindset going into Cleveland as a freshman that allowed you to have such a great performance um, at the NCAAs? You know, what were the things that you were focusing on going into your matches and going into the tournament? 
Uh, I focused on not getting too overwhelmed in the hype, uh, uh, the presence of just being there and the atmosphere. Uh, our coaches instilled in us that uh, it's just a regular tournament. Uh, just go out there and wrestle uh, like you've been doing. Uh, it's just another day in the office. So I, I didn't want to get caught up in that. And then my game plan from the start of the tournament and until the tournament ended was uh, to go out there, score points early, uh, and uh, try to dominate early into the match and continue to score upon that lead. Absolutely. If, you know, obviously building an early lead is something that gets into the other guy's mind. As, as I'm sure it's gotten into all of our minds before as wrestlers, you know, you start, you start second-guessing yourself once you're down, uh, and then you're down more and more and more. You know, it's something that definitely puts, puts a strain on someone's mentality uh, starting off earlier in the match. So I, I, I heard you say, you know, treating it like any other tournament. So obviously we talk about that other, uh, all the time, you know. Hey, it's just another tournament. It's just a state tournament. It's just, you know, Fargo is just Fargo. Um, the U.S. Open is just another tournament. You know, there's, there's, no, there's no special matches, but it's hard for a lot of athletes to do that. You know, so for us at, at Wrestling Mindset, one of the worksheets that we have is we have athletes kind of illustrate and write out, you know, what are ways that you can treat practice like matches and what are ways that you can treat matches like practice? So because essentially live wrestling is live wrestling. You know, if we can wrestle seven minutes all the time in our room and have no stress and perform well, we should be able to live wrestle seven minutes, if not more, in any competition because the objectives are the exact same, whether you're in Cleveland or whether you're back in North Carolina. So what were some things that maybe you did for yourself to help you humanize uh, that tournament or maybe humanize some of your opponents? Uh, definitely joking around with the team about the tournament itself. Um, that, that was a big part of it. Uh, we would always say that, uh, we have a tournament here at the Wolfpack Open in North Carolina. Uh, we would always say that, uh, yeah, the Wolfpack Open has way more mass than the NCAAs. Uh, the competition is a little different, but we still have way more mats, uh, way more people there. So we were just joking around about that, just making light of the whole tournament. And also, just uh, staying calm. Uh, that, that was a big, big uh, thing for me going into every match was uh, trying not to get overworked up over who I have or or what seed or all the commotion that other people around wrestling, drilling, getting warmed up. Just wanted to stay calm and uh, just get into a place where uh, I blocked everything out, uh, just visualizing myself in a room by myself, uh, uh, where, where there's nothing there, it's just me and myself, and just talking to myself in, in that room or in that setting, uh, saying that I, uh, I'm going to win this, or the mindset of you, you worked hard to go out there and compete and get the win. Yeah, absolutely. So keeping the focus on yourself, staying relaxed, not getting caught up in the hype. You know, I think more, more, more important. You know, essentially, you were you, you kept focused on yourself. You kept you kept things being focused, things within your control, which is something that we'll kind of talk about here in a little bit. Um, so that was great. You know, it's 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 not uncommon. If honestly, it's more common than not to hear you know any high level athlete, particularly people in the same sort of situations that you guys were in, speaking the same lingo. Um, so to lead into that. You know, coming in unseated, I think it would be reasonable to say that you both were underdogs and maybe slightly underestimated. Um, 
I'm sure you didn't think of it that way, but you know, many would also say that coming in as an underdog, maybe it's almost easier to perform because you have less pressure and can compete a little bit more freely. Um, you know, in comparison to the people that have all these expectations, you know, there were returning national champions that did not All-American. There were returning All-Americans that didn't All-American. You know, there are a lot of things that happened, uh, you know, in the team races that, you know, when we talk about pressure and what that does to somebody, you know, how that can affect people. So, you know, again, we'll start with Kyle. Tell me, you know, coming in as an underdog, do you feel like that allowed you to, you know, compete a little bit more freely and have less pressure? You know, just talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, def I definitely think that. Um, I don't, I don't know necessarily if I know necessarily if I took that uh, underdog status as something to take away the pressure. I just felt that um, it, it was there's no there's no better time than now to 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 win. Like there's a lot of people who think like, oh, I, I did well this year, and and next year next year is going to be better. Honestly, like I said in in 2016, that's kind of that's kind of how I was. But this year, I was like, I, I gotta win now. This is this is what it's about. This is it's about it's about, like, I I honestly truly believed that um that I could beat anyone and and so the seed the number the number next to their name didn't matter to me. Um, I had wrestled uh when, before I wrestled the 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 kid from uh, or Nate Rotert. Uh, I had wrestled him two years ago. I beat him at nationals. So I was I was. I was like, I can beat this kid. I've beat him before, so why shouldn't I be able to do it again? You know, um, so just just coming in with the with the mindset that that I can beat anyone and anyone can beat anyone is, I think it's invaluable. Um, a lot of people who a lot of people think somebody's untouchable or somebody can't be beat. That's that's when you're already beating yourself. And in in my opinion, if you truly don't think you can beat someone, there's no point of stepping on the mat. Yeah, absolutely. You know, actually, you know, that, that leads right into my next question. So you've already kind of answered this and I'll let, I'll let, I'll let Tariq lead from this point. Um, you know, in wrestling, just like all sports, athletes tend to get caught up in the hype, you know, records, rankings, seeds, you know, this guy's the number one seed, this guy's the returning all American. Um, he beat this guy who beat this guy, you know, all, all of that, you know, wrestling mindset, we call it the fan mentality. And I've heard, you know, you guys mention those words too. You know, those are the records, rankings and seeds are things for the fans. They're not meant for competitors because ultimately our objective is the exact same, no matter who we wrestle. Our objective is the same in that, uh, you know, we got to beat people up, improve our position and score points. So to say that, you know, uh, you know, Tariq, how were you able to avoid getting caught up in the hype, stay focused on yourself, like you said, you know, and ultimately coming in as the unseated guy, treat everybody as unbeatable. And, you know, you're able to, you know, as long as you can wrestle your best match, beat anybody in that tournament. Uh, I went out there uh, and wrestled with the chip on my shoulder. Uh, I wrestled like uh, every match I had something to prove, which I did. Uh, I had to prove that I was there uh, to compete against the best. And no matter uh, if they're – they're uh, thirty and zero, uh, or uh, negative, or less than five hundred. Uh, they're they're in my way. They're an obstacle, uh, and I have to go through that person to accomplish a goal. So, and then uh, also just talking to the coaches, uh, they definitely uh, gave us speeches about uh, the the C's and numbers, and gave us backstories about how they and their past has uh, have lost, have been ranked high and lost and uh, fought back. 
uh, and come come through and get third or uh, in place to become an All American. So, so uh, listening to their stories and seeing how what they have accomplished uh, just in, inspired inspired me to think that anything's possible at this tournament. Uh, everyone goes in with a record of zero and zero, mm -hmm. and you gotta you gotta go out there and compete. Absolutely. No, and and you said a lot of great things that um, you know again make me happy to hear. They're, they're coming directly from some of the worksheets that we work with these teams throughout the country and these wrestlers throughout the country. Essentially, what your coaches did were provide counterexamples. You know, the stereotype. You know, we have a we have a worksheet that talks about stereotyping and superstitions. And the stereotype is that a higher seated wrestler or someone with a better record is supposed to be better than us. The reality is that it's not. You know, it's it's everyone goes into that tournament and any tournament zero zero. Um, whatever they did before is the past, and it has no impact on you know what's about to happen in the next seven minutes you know so hearing people that were higher seeds fall hearing uh lower seeds beat higher seeds all those sort of things that allows us to humanize the situation because ultimately you know it's tough for us as athletes um we we, we can say hey treat everybody the same but until we have some sort of coping mechanism for you guys it was counter for, for you it was counter examples um you know, until you can truly have a, a system to humanize those things, it's really tough for most wrestlers, even at the high level, to handle that. You know, how do you go in wrestling a two-time or a three-time national champion and treat them like everybody else? Well, it's simple. You have coping mechanisms that allow you to rationalize those thoughts because, you know, in 2018, we're, we're taught to get real caught up into records and rankings. So, you know, that was real awesome to hear you say that. Um, now, let's talk about some of the big matchups that you guys had at the tournament. You know, obviously, you know, Kyle, I think everybody, everybody can, you know, uh, think about your performance and attribute it to you beating Colin Moore, not just once, but twice, you know? So when you realize you're going to go wrestle the number one seed, what was your mindset going into that match? And what did it mean for you to win that match? Um, see, my mindset about that has been it's it's kind of weird well it's not not weird but uh um i just i i've always thought i could beat him um i mean i've i had never wrestled him at all in my life up until then but uh i mean i just i'm like hey like i think i match up really well with him i haven't watched him wrestle too much um i think i'm stronger than him i think i can handle him and i've had people in my corner just really positive people saying like hey i can't wait to see you uh you beat Colin Moore this year, and um, it's been. I mean, that's definitely a confidence booster, and and um, um, just going into that, my uh, my high school coach used to always tell me, um, when I was in high school, he would say, "Don't let them take this away from you. This is mm. yours. This is yours. Don't mm -hmm. let them take it away from you." And th that's I came in every single match of the tournament like that, no matter who it was, because if you look at it, every single person except my first match was was seated higher than me. So um so I I came in the mindset of it's mine. I'm not letting you take it from me. And also I've I mean in the tournament aside from uh I'd say what was it, one or two matches I didn't I didn't get taken down. So uh I got I changed changed it up a little bit, got a little more stingy with my with my defense and that definitely paid off. Absolutely. So something I've heard, you know, I've heard you say in different words, you know, Tariq, you said it literally and Kyle, you said it kind of figuratively and, you know, you wrestled with, with something to prove 
um, versus something to lose. You know, it's not, it's not, I've got nothing to lose. It's, it's, I've got something to prove. So when you focus on the right things, it's a lot easier to be successful. So when you go into a match saying, I have to take this from, I have to take this away from somebody. I don't want them to take it from me. So I'm going to take it from them. You know, we, we, we say a lot, you know, when I work with, um, MMA fighters and UFC fighters, you know, we say do harm to them before they do harm to you. And if you're going out there with the intention to take something away, you're never in defense mode. You know, it's either offense or counter offense, whether that's mentally or technically, physically on the mat. Um, so, you know, that's a great thing I think for anyone listening to learn is it's all about what you focus on. You know, are you out there trying to prove something to yourself? Um, are you out there trying to take it away from them? Right. Or are you trying to protect something? Are you trying to not let people down? Right. I think a lot of people think about, you know, I don't want to let my coaches or my teammates down. Well, instead of letting somebody down, how do we make them proud? Right. Essentially, it's the same thing, but we it's all about how we focus. So that was perfect. Um, Tariq, talk us through the Seth Gross match, uh, Seth Gross match, you know, coming into that match, knowing, you know, what you had ahead of you. And then also, you know, that, uh, leading it into overtime, have it come down to the wire. You were able to make it happen at the end. And then, you know, leading into overtime, ultimately it didn't pan out your way, but kind of talk about what that meant, what that match meant to you and what your mindset was, you know, throughout that process. Uh, going into the match, uh, after I had won my quarters, uh, I got off the mat. Uh, a lot of, a lot of my teammates were uh, daffing me up, giving me a high five saying, I told you you could do it. I knew you could do it. Like, now you believe that you can do it. So um, now now go out there and get that goal of being an NCAA champion. Go out there and accomplish it. Like, do you, what do you have to lose? Nothing. Just go out there and uh, wrestle what you've been doing. So going into that match, uh, I really didn't focus too much on uh, who he was or that he was the number one seed or anything like that. Uh, I just kept to the same routine. Uh, so being calm focus, uh, not being overwhelmed or overhyped to wrestle uh, the number one seed or just go out there like I've usually been doing. Uh, uh, started off early, uh, good, and then uh, uh, he, he tilted me for four, uh, which gave him the lead. But uh, after he got the lead, I, I didn't put myself down. I didn't, uh, like, th the match was over or I, I couldn't come back. Because once you start doing that, uh, that you you hinder yourself. You don't you don't uh, wrestle to your full potential. You're, you're worrying about the score rather than going out there to score points. I, I I love that you just said that. You know, so many times we get caught worrying about the score or clock watching versus just you know if if there's time on the clock, that means there's time for me to score. I remember Jordan Burroughs. I was watching Beat the Streets. Um, two or three years ago and Jordan Burroughs was up by six with eight seconds left and he shot three times. You know, he's not trying to protect anything. Um, you know, which also something else that you said, uh, Tariq talking about how, you know, you treat everybody the exact same. Uh, a, a lot of the times when I work with teams, I remind them, I say, Hey, you know, the lion treats a deer the same way that it does uh, a tiger. And that's a threat. And, you know, going out there with the same approach as you would anybody, whether they're bigger, smaller, higher seed, lower seed, number one seed, whatever the case may be. And even if you feel behind, you know, until that until that buzzer rings, you know, there's still time to score and anything can happen. So uh, I think that was perfect. So, um, you know, Tariq, to kind of piggyback on uh, to kind of piggyback on that, you know, tell me to lose in the semis 
bounce back and take third? What did it take for you to do that? Or was it something that really wasn't, um, really wasn't that hard for you? Uh, it really wasn't that hard. Uh, just, just because of the fact that I didn't dwell on a loss or didn't hold that loss and think about that loss, like throughout the whole, the rest of the tournament. Uh, I brushed that loss off, uh, and refocused to, to matches I have ahead. Uh, and that's, that's what really helped. Definitely. Uh, just focusing on the match, the present rather than worried about what I could have done or what I should have done in the past. Uh, once you, you start thinking about the past, you can't really progress forward and, and some of your matches cause you're still thinking about that, that tough loss or, uh, so coaches and, and I told myself that, uh, I'm going to come back and uh, get third for the team. Uh, we have a team race, uh, and I'm going to definitely have to score points and place third to put us in a position to to get a team trophy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, speaking of, you know, your, your team had a program best finish, a fourth place, two finalists, and a champion. Um, you know, what's, what, what's going on at NC State besides a lot of great recruiting? You know, what's, what's, what, what's the mindset of that team uh, that allowed you guys to come from a second-place finish at the ACC to, you know, a phenomenal, uh, a phenomenal tournament at the NCAAs? Uh, we all collectively thought that going in, uh, we set a goal. We have meetings with each other. And uh, just the, the mindset of all of us, have to work together to accomplish a goal of a team title and it's just not an individual uh we have to work together uh, everyone has to do a part and every little little points all the points will add up just if you win here uh, or bounce back come back uh everything just works together and and that's what we we hear just trusting the process Trusting the coaches, trusting ourselves, and even trusting our teammates. Absolutely. Um, obviously, you guys did a lot of right things at the NCAAs. You know, uh, Tariq and Kyle. Kyle, we'll start with you. You know, what are what are two things that you feel like you did really well uh, at the tournament that allowed you to compete at the level that you did? And also, what's maybe one thing you could have done a little bit better? Um, I think uh, one thing that I did, or two things that I've done really well during the tournament one was just just focusing um mentally i think that was probably the the best i've ever focused for a tournament and like in my life honestly uh there's been very i think there's been only one other time that i've i've wrestled back and and have placed third in the tournament and that was like my freshman year of college and for me to go and do that on on in the tournament like the the ncaa tournament is 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 amazing and then also i think um, wrestling wise, my, uh, my, my defense was, was much better than it's been throughout the year. I've lost quite a few matches this year where I had been winning or, or I could have been winning. And in my defense, I, I was just letting guys in on my legs, just, just, just totally just, just easy, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And what's maybe one thing you feel like you could have done a little bit better in the tournament? Um, one thing I could have done better is, is probably, uh, I would I would I would say if I'm looking back um this this the semifinal match I think I think I I just wasn't uh I was mentally prepared but just just physically I just felt I just felt really drained um I couldn't there were t there were times where I just couldn't sleep and I should have I think I should have just 
laid back, like back before that match and just rested a little bit more and try to take a nap. But uh, I don't know if you heard, but like what I said before was there was just, I was trying to sleep one day before the, I think it was before the first, their first match with Moore. I was trying to take a nap and I just couldn't sleep. I was just like visualizing beating him and, and all that. I was just laying in the bed and I couldn't sleep. And, but I had much more time for that, for that match to do that. And I, I failed to do that, but I mean, I'm, I'm still happy with, with the results I got. And, and it's just something to learn. It's, I learned a lot. I learned a lot this, this, this past tournament, uh, very, very invaluable. For sure. For sure. Um, and you know, I'll, and I'll ask you guys, you know, uh, besides I think your two performances, the talk of the tournament, you know, was the team race, you know, if you guys can kind of give your thoughts on, you know, what happened, you know, out, outside of that, you know, necessarily the, you know, those last couple matches, the finals, you know, how, how would you explain how the team race panned out? So Kyle, go ahead. Okay. Um, I think, uh, I think it was one of the, uh, I've heard it was the high, one of the highest scoring, scoring uh, second place finishes in NCAA history for Ohio state. Which is crazy. So I think, I think you just had two just, just like crazy good teams, and and one was just, just that much, just a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tariq, what do you, what do you, um, what about you? What do you think? You know, uh, both great performances. I mean, tremendous number of All Americans on both sides. You know, uh, Ohio State at one point I think was leading upwards of thirty points in the team race. You know, um, what do you think about? about that and, and how things panned out uh i didn't want to say it was a, a great team race uh uh two hard competitors uh penn state and ohio state definitely uh seen each other multiple times the duel uh big tens and and now at the ncaa so uh i just want to say for them uh it seems like even though Penn State was down, uh, like you said, thirty plus points, they still they still had a, uh, a a vision vision to go out there and and score points and and possibly put themselves in the lead. They didn't they didn't think like oh we're down thirty points it will be impossible for us to come back. And uh, they they were relaxed. They were just uh, wrestling, having fun, and and so were Ohio State. Uh, so definitely those two teams are are. Uh, where some some other teams in the sport and uh, NCAA wrestling are, they're they're chasing right now. We're, we're all trying to chase those two, get get to the position where we all can compete with them, and it's just not can continuously just those two teams at yeah, the top. Absolutely. So as we as we finish up, I got a, you know a few few other quick quick short questions. Um, you know, and. With mindset, we talk a lot about, you know, especially with us in wrestling and in MMA, and now we're in seven other sports. Um, you know, what what percentage of wrestling do you feel like is mental versus physical, um, and why? So, uh, Tariq, go ahead. Uh, I would say mental aspect is 80 percent. Uh, physical is twenty, but uh, I only say it's eighty percent because uh, you can be in a match, uh, get down maybe six points early in a match. And if you steady think about that, there's no possible yeah. way that you're coming back. So you, you're, you already put yourself at a disadvantage. You, you put yourself out of the match. You, you, you're worried about, oh, man, I'm down six points. And this guy's good. Like, he, he caught me in this position. And, you, and you're scared of being on the defensive instead of uh, worried about, 
uh, slowly chipping away at the points. And scoring, scoring the next point. Scoring the next point. I feel like in freestyle, we see that a lot too. If someone gets down by four, they feel like they got to answer with four instead of just chipping away at the lead. So really all about what you focus on, you know, which is why mentality is so important. It's not some magic juice, essentially. It's, you know, it's all about at the highest level, especially, um, and at any level, it's about the things that you focus on. You know, are you worrying about them or are you worrying about you? Are you worried about how far away it is for you to regain the lead or you just focus on scoring the next point? So, Kyle, what about you? What do you uh, what do you think uh, mental over physical? Um, I, I mean, I would I would definitely agree with Tariq on that. I think it, I, I think it's 80 20 just because I mean, it, if you if you break it down, if, if your body, if your body, if you're in shape and you've been preparing physically, then at, at that point, we, we have a couple of physical specimens on the mat fighting, fighting each other. But at the same time, you see these guys, you see these guys who are winning big matches. They're, they're always the ones that are, that are tougher. They're mentally tougher. And um, a lot of the preparation we, we go through is, I feel like, is more mental than physical because you, your, body, your body can handle a ton of stress and – I think what breaks first for most people is is their mind and the unwillingness to go further and the unwillingness unwillingness to to push themselves. So I I definitely say mental is just is a huge aspect and it it definitely overtakes physical. Yeah, for sure. I you know a lot of the times myself I still coach in a wrestling club. You know, it's uh, I've been coaching for a long time and even whether it be mindset or, or physical wrestling, you know, if your focus is on breaking the other guy. One, that's not stressful. Winning and losing can be stressful. But two, if you do the things that it takes to break someone, whether they break or just get really worn down, it's a lot easier to win versus, you know, getting caught up on, you know, uh, winning and losing and all these other things. Point, the point being, focus on breaking somebody. Focus on the process. So like when I interviewed Machiavello, you know, talking about focusing on the process. We've all talked about the process, right? But essentially, you know, you focus on what, what allows you the outcome, the win, which is the performance, the process, breaking somebody. So, okay. Now, we, you both said 80-20, but obviously our training doesn't reflect 80-20. So why do you think, you know, in, in wrestling, we don't uh, – if, if wrestling, we'll say, is 80% a mental game, why do you think we don't train as much that way? Kyle, go ahead. Um, I would say we, we don't uh, train as much that way just because – I, I honestly, I honestly could couldn't really tell you. I think I think my coaches uh, do a pretty good job of training us, training us pretty mentally. But but as a whole, um, I don't think I don't think that um, most most schools or or like when you get down like youth high school programs, I don't think they they go more mental. But I think for sure. I, I, what's that? No, I was, I was saying for sure, you know, the, 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 the idea is if wrestling's 80% mental, you know, how do we train, you know, why is it that we train almost 90 to hundred percent physically, you know, and it's a, it's, it's a hard like dichotomy to think of, you know, we, we, we can explain on how much like physicality there is on the sport, but ultimately like the biggest piece of the pie is in between our ears and we don't really spend a lot of time training that I always found that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I think people get caught up in like, and like, uh, looking, looking good and, and, you know, like pulling off sweet moves or, or being really strong, which, which, I mean, being really strong is, is definitely, definitely an asset, but at the same time, you don't necessarily have bodybuilders coming out and winning NCAA titles, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. So um, we'll finish off with this question. So, uh, you know, Tariq, 
what was your mental edge in Cleveland and maybe what's your mental edge in general? Uh, for me, I would have to say mental edge is, uh, one of the, one of the things my coach always said in uh, high school and peewee, uh, just go out there. It's always your turn. Uh, never back down, never, never lose focus on, on what, what you're going to accomplish. Uh, and, and that that's what really helped me out. Just go out there and and wrestle your match. Wrestle how you would wrestle. Don't change something up just because you're wrestling a new opponent or uh, you think that he he does this certain move, so you have to switch up and just go out there and and be you. Uh, and things will things will work out and play themselves if you're always offensive. That's what I took going into NCAs. Stay on the attack, laser focus, predator type mindset. You know, nothing outside of myself and scoring points. Perfect. So, Kyle, what about you? My my mental edge is that I believe that anyone can beat anyone. I said it before, and I'll say it a thousand times. And when I take that for myself, that means I can beat anyone, and I ha I have the tools to beat anyone. And no matter how bad you beat me, you no, know, like I've been I've been tech I was tech twice this year. And and both the guys I was tech by I performed better than at NCAA's one one being I, I beat. So uh, I don't care what 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 is what happened in the past. I'm worried about I'm worried about the future and I'm worried about the present right now. And I think that no one no one is put on a pedestal in, in my mind. Absolutely. So you both have these mental edges in the sport of wrestling. And this will be the last thing that we say is, you know, you have this mental edge that you learned through the sport of wrestling. So Kyle, you know, how is that attitude going to help you in the rest of your life? Um, that's going to help me in the rest of my life because I, I believe that I can, I can succeed in, in any, in any business that I undertake in any, any, anything that I, decide to pursue, I believe I can be successful in. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can definitely, uh, I could definitely relate to that. And Tariq, what about you? How, how do you think your mental edge is something that'll help you, you know, outside of wrestling and outside of the classroom? Uh, um, I would have to say that uh, it, it gives me the advantage of, uh, you always hear people say, if you want something, you have to go get it or you have to work hard for it. And no one's just going to hand you something just because of who you are or of what you've done in the past. So that that's where my mental edge comes in. Uh, it would definitely make me, uh, being in the sports, making me a, a hard worker, uh, going after something that I believe I can accomplish uh, and, and working towards, working towards a, a goal, whether it's uh, for a business, uh, uh, just doing paperwork or running my own business, just stay Stay always, always stay hungry. Always try to work towards something better. Uh, never being content. Never being content. All right, great stuff, guys. You know, um, the first principle in wrestling mindset. We always say that we're thankful for the opportunity to wrestle. Um, you know, I was thankful for the opportunity to be able to talk with you guys, and more importantly, I'm thankful for the opportunity that we were able to share your stories with you know our very large audience and the wrestling community and outside of that i think what you guys have accomplished and what you've been through the adversity that you've overcome everyone listening to this is really going to learn a lot from and uh I, I appreciate your time um 
you, you know, you made everybody in, in, on your teams and your families and, you know, the wrestling community proud to show that, you know, you don't have to have, you know, you don't have to have certain things in order to be successful. You know, you can overcome adversity. People could tell you, no, you're not supposed to do this on paper, but you can go and exceed any expectations. You can be beat by somebody earlier in the year, handedly come back and beat them when it counts. So I'm, I'm pumped to see what you guys have next in your, uh, in your wrestling careers and in life. And uh, I hope we stay in touch. Thanks again for your time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.